Good morning, church. Good morning to the visitors. We're glad you're here. And I hope that once this lesson is complete, that it will, you will leave here with an encouraged heart, both visitors and members alike. We're going to take a short look at Alicia. I know some of you have read the stories about him and what God enabled him to do as his prophet. Um, first, we will look at how Elisha started and the instructions Elijah gave to him. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 through 21. The gentleman just read that. Thank you very much. And let's start there. So he departed from Mount Horeb talking about Elijah, and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12th. Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elisha, Elijah, excuse me, and said, let me kiss my mother and father, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned from following him and took the oxen and the yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen and gave to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered to him. Now, read that again because we see that he slew the oxen. He used the yokes to uh, cook the oxen, and then uh, he fed them. The second thing we look at here is he said to Elisha, said to Elijah, um, I will follow you, but let me first go back home and kiss my mother and father. Where do we find another parallel to that? Parallel to that would be look in Luke chapter 9, verses 61 and 62, where someone says to Jesus, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me go and bid them farewell who are at home. And Jesus said unto him, and this is a very harsh saying, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen to that. Now turn to 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah, like Elisha, and Elisha were on their way to Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Tarry here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But, Jer but Elisha said, 
as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you not know that today the Lord will take your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know it, but hold your peace. Elijah said to him a second time, Elisha, tarry here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said, Do you not know that today the Lord will take away from your take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know. I know it, but behold but hold your peace. Then Elijah said to him, Tarry here, I pray you. For the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. This time, 50 men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water, and the water was departed to one side and to the other till the two men could go across over onto dry ground. Where do we read another story about that? In the Exodus, when Moses was leading the, the Israelites out of Egypt, and they had to cross the Red Sea, he did the same thing. And the Red Sea parted, and they were able to walk across on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what, you, what, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, I pray you, let me inherit a double share of your spirit. That would be great. I wish we all could. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Yet, if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horsemen, horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up, in, went up by a whirlwind into heaven. 
Now, we're going to see as we go through this that this phrase is going to be mentioned a number of times, the chariots of fire and horses of fire. So it must be something very uh, important with that. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. And as we see, Elijah did not die. He was taken up before his death. Then he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water parted to the one side and to the other. And Elisha crossed over, over. So we see in this story that God was at work. He let the prophets know what he wanted them to do, and they did it. So this says to me that if God gives us instructions and we don't obey them to the letter, things may not go as they're planned for us. We're going to read the next, talk about the next story, the widow's oil. Turn to two, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be, to be their slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me. What have you in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go, go outside, borrow vessels of your neighbors, empty vessels, not full ones, and not too few. Then go in and shut the door upon you and your sons, and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door upon herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel and he said to her there is not another then the oil stopped flowing amazing a miracle we know that was from God she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your Sons can live on the rest. Now, this is the most interesting story we're going to look at now. It's the Shunammite woman. 
this story, every time I read this story, kind of makes me cry. But I won't do that up here today. <laughs> and this is found in 2 Kings chapter 4. This is a long reading, verses 8 through 37. So I'll hurry through it. One day, Elisha went to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I, can see, I perceive that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small roof chamber with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there and rest. That's good hospitality. One day he came there and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, who was his servant, his servant, call this Shunammite. When he called her, she stood before him. And he said to her, to her now see, what can I do for you? Shall I, I be able to, for, be able to take from all the trouble I've caused you? And what is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son. And her husband is old. He said, call her. And when she had, he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season, when the time comes around, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to me, your maidservant. She didn't believe him. We're going to find out somebody else was like this. But the woman conceived and she bore a son about that time during the rolling spring of the year, as Elisha had said she would. Um, we have a similar story in Judges 13 where the angel told Manoah's wife, who was barren, that she would have a son. And in the New Testament, the angel told Zechariah that he and his wife, who were old, would have a son. And that's in Luke chapter 1. And they did. But none of them believed it, and we know that... Um, that Zechariah, when he didn't believe Gabriel for what he was telling him, he was not able to speak from that time when he left the temple to, for his priest duties 
until that child, John, was born. When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father and to be among the reapers. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him, uh, him and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of your servants and one of the asses, that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And her husband said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, It will be well. Then she saddled the ass, and she said to her servant, Urge the beast on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. She had faith and she wanted to get to that man of God. I don't blame her. So she sat out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, Look, yonder is the Shunammite. Run at once. to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she said, it is well. And when she came to the mountain, to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet and Gehazi came to thrust her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has, not, has hidden it from me and has, has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Gird up your loins and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet Anyone, do not salute them. And if anyone salutes you, do not reply. And lay the staff upon the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. We see at the beginning of this message, this same saying, a number of times uh, spoken, they were spoken between Elijah and Elisha. So he arose and followed her. That's Gehazi. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore, he returned to meet her and told him, the child has not awakened. 
sidebar on this. When you look in other commentaries, other commentaries say that the reason the child did not come to life at that point was that Gehazi told people that he met along the way. He did salute them, and he told people that he was going to lay this, the prophet's staff on the child's face, and the child would come back to life. So he disobeyed, in a sense, when, uh, of what Elijah told him to do. They, they told him and he told others what he was going to do. If that is the case, we do not, and if we do not follow God's instructions or a man of God's instructions, things may not go as we would like them to go. When Elisha came to the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door upon the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay upon the child, putting his mouth upon the child's mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once to and fro in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him, being the child. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Take up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she took up her son and went out. In Luke chapter 7, we have a story about a woman that similar circumstances happened. Who had, the woman had a son and had lost that son. And as the funeral procession was walking to the cemetery, Jesus passed that way. When he saw what had happened, he stopped, he raised her only son, and handed him back to his mother. Glory be. Oh, how the Lord works through earthen vessels. There are people that say, no, that may not be. But these stories show you that God does work through earthen vessels, but we have to be able to listen and do what is told of us. If you want to continue the study of Elisha, go and read about Naaman in chapter 4 and how Elisha, how Elisha cured him of his leprosy. Um, he sent a messenger to him. The prophet Elisha didn't even come out. He sent a messenger to Naaman and told him what the messenger told him what to do. And he said, I'm a mighty man. Why would I go dip in the, water, the waters of the Jordan, the dirty waters of the Jordan at that? And so his little maid asked him, if somebody told you to do something mighty, wouldn't you do that? So why won't you do this? When Naaman did it, he was cured. But you had to follow the strict instructions. 
we see from these stories that God is in control of all things, but we must listen and follow his instructions to the letter. One final thing, and we'll close this message. Elisha's final act. This is found in 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 14 through 19. Now when Elisha had fallen sick with the illness of which he was to die of, Joash, king of Israel, went down to him and wept before him, crying, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take the bow and arrows. He took them. Then he said to the king of Israel, Draw the bow. And he drew it. And Elisha laid his hands on the hands of the king. He said, Open the window eastward. And he opened the window. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The Lord's arrows of victory. The arrows of victory over Syria. For you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end to them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground with them. And he said, and he struck three times the ground three times and stopped. Then the man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck down Syria until you had made an end to it. But now you will strike down Syria only three times. And after that, Elisha passed away. I close this with a question. Have you listened and followed the instructions given in God's word? Let us quickly glance at what God tells us we must do to be saved. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and be added to the Lord's church. Also, I want you to read these things for yourself. Do not take what I say. Everything I've said here today is in Scripture and can be looked and read about. God's word says in order to be saved, you must obey the one true gospel. By believing that Jesus is the Christ. That's found in John 8.24. You must repent of your sins. Found in Acts 17.30. You, if you are ready to confess in the presence of these many witnesses. That Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. You must do that. In Romans 10.9 and 10. And if you are ready to be baptized, buried with Christ, and be able to rise up 
and become a new creature in Christ. Romans 6, 3, and 4. And at that time, you will be added to the one true church, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that is found in Acts 2.41. Also, there may be one here who needs the prayers of the church, or there may be one who has fallen away and needs to be restored. So, whatever your needs may be, I pray that you will have the courage to step forward, let these, some of these men here know what you need, and your needs shall be prayed for or taken care of as we stand and sing the song that has been selected.